Hello, welcome to another edition of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal, Phil. Hello there. And we are here to give you guys some of the more impactful results from this past week, namely another coaching change, rather unexpected. Yeah, you expected this from the beginning, didn't you? I did expect it from the beginning, but the timing was bizarre. The timing was strange. Very bizarre. I think that's what we'll discuss. And they're playing it off like it was a very mutual breakup, which is weird. there's There's a lot of... Unraveling. There's a lot of strange elements to this situation. And then we'll also talk about the Lakers and their big weekend coming off of two huge wins against probably what most people would think their biggest competition in the league with the Bucks and the Clippers. So we'll get into all of that. But we're going to start today off with the news that the Brooklyn Nets are parting ways with Kenny Atkinson. And yeah, as Phil said, I did predict this from the beginning. I said Kenny is a guy who I look at just didn't seem to be a fit for this now superstar-driven team. And I didn't know it was going to happen this year. I just thought that before next season there would be a change and that if the Nets were ever to get to championship status, Kenny probably wouldn't be the guy. But the timing is very weird after the Kyrie injury and having this team that is relatively makeshift with just a bunch of role players and young guys. I was surprised to see it, Phil. What was the reaction? I was surprised. I mean, the way when we were talking about this in the beginning of the year, I was like, no, like he'll probably be fine. He's a smart coach just in general. Like his X's and O's are solid. They're not amazing, but he can, like, as we saw last year, he could just take a bunch of guys and establish a role with them and be able to play like a competent way of basketball and usually play very well. Like what he did with last year with D'Angelo Russell, just making him like the fulcrum of their offense with, putting a lot of good four shooters, basically, or three shooters and Jared Allen in there. And I guess a lot of what I heard was, like, apparently DeAndre Jordan and him had some big beef, and, like, he doesn't start. So he was like, I, we just, like, I'm not vibing with this. And that was the first change that Jacques Vaughn made today. <laughs> Immediate Jacques Vaughn. <laughs> but, yeah, so do you, do you think that it was a player decision? It was just a, it was just a player-driven thing where the player, it was, it was friction and the front office kind of had to react to that, or do you think it was front office driven? I think it was very player driven. My thought right now is whether is when this player, when the players decided this was like what they wanted to do. Cause this obviously wasn't like one big over, like big boiling over point where they were just like, that's it, get rid of him or we're leaving. It was like, obviously it's been like kind of in the works for a while where like, I guess Kenny Atkinson's been like pissing off DeAndre Jordan Maybe him and Kyrie don't mash. Maybe him and Katie never got off to the wrong, like got off on the right foot, or like they don't connect or talk as much as they should, and then just kind of built into this. What about you? Yeah. Listen, as regardless of what people may think about whether, because we were talking earlier saying that now they're saying it was a mutual thing where Kenny want to go, and then Sean Marks also thought it was a, a right decision. But regardless, I saw a tweet that said, regardless of what you think about who made the decision, who wanted what, if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving stepped forward and said, we want Kenny Atkinson to be our head coach, he would be the, he would be the coach. Right. It's bar none. So clearly there had to be some friction because the players run this league, and if you're superstar players, superstars, the, two, yeah. the, the two guys you just signed to be the, the center pieces of your team that you expect to be championship contenders for the next three years – if they want a guy, he's gonna be your guy. So clearly they didn't at it's the very they wanted a different guy. at the very least they didn't want him. Yeah. So 
yeah, I heard reports that he lost some of the locker room. I also saw reports saying that Kyrie Irving soured on him earlier in the season, and it never really got back on track. I, I didn't hear anything about Durant. Uh, I did not hear. I mean, Kevin Durant's pretty quiet, so I assume, I mean, I guess they just never really, you know, connected, because I've never seen anything where it's like, you know, like coaches and players, they go to games together, especially when, like, they're hurt or they're not really in. I haven't really seen, like, any, like, Kenny Atkinson and Kevin Durant, like, one-on-one time where they've really been able to, like, mesh and, like, talk about each other and, like, where where they're both coming from. So it mm-hmm. just seems like they never really connected. Yeah. Well, there's already reports about Kyrie Irving saying he wants Ty Lue to be the next coach. That would be anarchy. So... We'll we'll see with that the, the this this Nets job I can't re- I can't remember a team with so much superstar talent being coachless. The last the last thing would probably be the the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah, when David Blatt. when Black when Black left, but they they did that internally where Lou was next guy up, and it seemed like everybody kind of wanted Lou. Yeah. So just have it. I don't think Jacques Vaughn is going to be the coach of the Brooklyn Nets next year. Yeah. So this is going to be a legitimate opening in the off season. That I th- there's there's not gonna be another coach before the offseason. I think they're gonna ride Jacques Vaughn through, oh, yeah, through yeah. their probably four game sweep <laughs> of, in the first round and then handle things after that. But is there anybody you can think of that there's already conspiracy theories swirling around Popovich? No shot. I've heard that. Heard... The first thing you texted me was Coach Cat. Yes. And I said well, you're a madman. Well, listen, please explain. Please elaborate. Now that All right. It's, it's it's not it's not gonna happen. It's not going to happen. But whenever there's superstar players involved, I always try to look at coaches where there's like a through line. You know, okay, there's a, there's, right. where there's a through line of a coach. Because that's, that's really, that's what coaching has turned into, especially when you're dealing with superstar players. Unless you're Quinn Snyder and you have a, le- you have like legitimate system in Utah where, yeah. but when, when you're dealing with superstar players, it's all about relations. It's all about coaches and relations. You saw it with Ty Lue. That was a relationship hire, a relationship job. You saw it with, I mean, you, you, you see it all the time. You saw you saw what happened with the Celtics and they hired Brad Stevens and then Gordon Hayward gets attracted. These kind of relationships are always pivotal in terms of hiring coaches. And I just thought, okay, who's a, a through line between Kyrie and Kevin Durant? And I thought Coach K. The co- he's, 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 he's central to Team USA. Okay. He's Coach, Coach Kyrie. Coach Kyrie Duke, yeah, yeah. Kyrie spoken very even though he only played I think nine games he's spoken very highly <laughs> of true. Coach K. And it's not gonna happen. I just think it's a fun idea because a funner idea would be wouldn't you say say the Nets are trying to attract free agents this summer? Wouldn't wouldn't you say Calipari would be their head coach destination? He's got heavy ties with with all the players really, but Anthony Davis. Highest they're, on the, they're highest not on the bar. they're not getting any more free agents. You don't think so? No. <laughs> I heard they're trying to make the, a swing. The, the chance the Rockets are hungry for an AD for some reason. The chances of AD leaving the Lakers, I would put at below one percent. I would have to agree, but anything can happen. Anything can happen. Never rolled out, but I don't. Who do you I, think is the best out of like the realistic crop? So uh, no, no Coach K, Pie in the Sky. <laughs> no Popovich. Just, yeah, no, no Popovich. He's going to retire very soon. And DeMar DeRozan will sing him a swan song. Who do I think would be a good choice? Uh, There's not a lot out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's why at this at this point, Ty Lue's probably the front runner. Just because, Which is sad because the run the race is so slow. 
Tyloo Ty is really getting <laughs> full steam. Because who else is there? Tyloo, you know Thibodeau, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant just won't work. I hear that Dave Fizdale guy Fizdale, needs a job. I've been saying, I texted you Fizdale as soon as you <laughs> told me Coach Cass. And it's the equal amount of those things happening. They're going to redo the Knicks, but in Brooklyn. Yeah, there's not a lot of guys out there right now. You would have to look at somebody who's probably been... They're Mark not just going to... They're not... Van <laughs> Gundy? Yeah, Mark, Mark Jackson, yeah. Yeah, Mark Jackson. What other Jackson? Phil Jackson. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, but the, but the, the point the point is, this is, this is going to be an extremely coveted job, just in terms of you're going to step in and you're probably going to be playing legitimate postseason basketball next year. Yeah. It's not very often you step into a hood, hit coaching position. and Last time that happened was probably Steve Kerr, right? Yeah, but then, and even then they didn't expect it to be like that. Oh, yeah. They're coming off of a six-seed with uh, Golden State and Mark Jackson. Right, and they, they lost to the Clippers. No, they beat the Clippers and they lost in the next round. I think, that was that year. I think they beat the Nuggets, didn't they? They were the sixth six seed and they won one round. I think they beat Denver and then I think they lost to San Antonio. I, I feel like the Clippers were in there because they had that rivalry and they always played each other. In those That's games. true. Anyway, regardless. The Clippers might have been number I could two. Google it. What year was it? That was the 2014 playoff. All right. I'm pretty sure they beat Denver. In the first round, they either beat the Clippers or the Spurs in the next round. It could have been the Clippers. Cause I do remember somebody saying the last team to beat the Warriors, besides the Raptors, obviously, was the Clippers. So that could make sense. For some reason, it just feel, feels like it was the Spurs. But I'm 99% sure they beat the Nuggets in the first round. Uh, all right, everything's just jumbled together. Let me see, let me see. But yeah, that definitely wasn't a year where... Yeah, they... Oh, wait, is this the right one? Updated 2014. Yeah, they played the Clippers and they lost. Okay, so but the first round was Nuggets, right? No, they played the Clippers first round and they lost. Oh, really? Nuggets so, weren't even in it. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about then. Maybe the year before that, they beat, they, it was the Nuggets and Spurs then. But that was but that was their last year. 2014 was the last year before the uh, before the dynasty. The yeah, it, but it went 0-100. to 100. It went that, and then Steve Kerr came in and they win 60-plus games every year and Yep, and they won the championship, and la-di-da, look at yeah. that. And now they're all booling. But bottom line is, you, you don't you don't get these situations very often where vacancy and you got two superstars sitting there. So that is true. It's going to be extremely coveted. Uh, the year before, you were right. It was You were right that it was the Nuggets, then Spurs, but the Warriors lost to the Nuggets the first round, then they played the Spurs. Yeah, yeah that's but what I'm saying. I just thought it was happier note, the Knicks were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. So happy. Days. Wait, they, no, they weren't. Oh, this is just no. the percentage points. Never mind. I'm being an idiot. <laughs> Knicks were in the yeah, second round. Yeah, they were in the second, second round, round, and they the Roy Hibbert don't block on Carmelo. That just yeah. put no, us all on our just, bags. He just couldn't climb the ladder. Okay. But all right. How about Kenny? How about Kenny though? We talked the about Knicks? what the Nets the what the Nets are uh, looking for, but is Ken, where's Kenny gonna go? Because listen, he's a guy who he's he's not perfect. I I know that there are some spans when he was with Brooklyn in the last couple of years where I thought his in-game management was questionable at times. But something that I'll give Kenny props for is that he never seems to have a problem with handing the keys to his young players. He's and, big on player development, something yeah. that a lot of teams could use. I, I personally, we're going to be biased because like, he'd be perfect for the Knicks job. Because yeah. you know, he if he got his hands on Frank Nilakina, you knew something. He already said that Frank has single-handedly won games. <laughs> I, I saw people were like, what, what, what were these games? Like, I'd like to be pointed to them. Describe them. <laughs> what did they look like? I don't know what that even... 
But regardless, I don't know. yeah. Anyway, Knicks would be a perfect spot for him. I mean, any rebuilding team would be like an ideal Chicago. spot for him where he can really show. Chicago, probably Chicago, Cleveland. Cleveland's less of a desirable place to go, yeah. but it's somewhere along those lines. But yeah, I I would assume just because Chicago, I would tier higher than the Knicks because it's just more. He might want to stay in New York, though. Structure. He's he's coached in New York before. That's why yeah. he and Jeremy Lin have such close ties. He was the player development coach mm-hmm. all throughout Jeremy Lin's Knicks career. That's why Lin wanted to go to the Nets when uh, Atkinson was coaching. And I think they, they, they'd probably keep Mike Miller on the staff. Oh, yeah. I, I'd, I'd see him being his kind of right-hand man. Yeah, I, I think, think Mike Miller's done a solid job. So. Yeah, I, re- I think Mike Miller's done a very admirable job. He's also been handling all of the PR stuff for, like, <laughs> everything that's going on. Like, Steve Mills, when he got fired, Scott Perry was just quiet, and <laughs> he, just left, <laughs> he just left Mike Miller to answer everything. Yeah. Uh, so, who knows? But yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that, and I think it's a de- I think the favorite probably is the Knicks. Yeah, he's he's from the area. He's Next, a Long Island guy. Yeah, they'll they'll get a top pick this year. You're gonna have RJ. Maybe, you're gonna. I have, mean, you don't know about the draft, the lottery well, this year. Regard, it's gonna be high-ish. It's gonna be a lottery pick. Okay, we'll say that much. We don't want to talk Knicks <laughs> a lot. We don't want to talk Knicks <laughs> lottery till we get there. Cause I don't want to get excited. But RJ Barrett will be there, obviously. Frank Knox, Mitchell Robinson. Who I saw there was rumors that the Knicks will be shopping Mitchell Robinson. I also for, saw that, but I looked for, at the source and it was like. Primetime New York Liberty Bell um, okay. highlights, yeah. and I was like, okay, that's probably fake. But regardless, there's there's a lot of players that need some development, to say the least. Yeah. So we need a coach who's going to step in and kind of embrace that role. Indeed. So, yeah, Kenny would be a good fit. And Any uh, closing remarks on Kenny? I just wanted... I just want to tell Brooklyn, welcome to the welcome to the show. All right, well, well, welcome to the you got superstar show. This isn't the you, you wanted him, you got him. Yeah, and listen, people were people were saying, "Oh, R.I.P. the Brooklyn culture." R.I.P. The, and I was like, and it's like, yeah, but yeah, you know, be different. This is the way it is when you get superstars, right? You know, especially very specific superstars. Some are moodier than others, shall we? Yeah, say. and w- there's no confirmed reports that this was a solely Kyrie and Durant thing, but as I said earlier, if your superstars came up and said, this is the guy we want, you'd have him. So clearly there was something going on. I don't care if it was solely them. I don't care if Kenny kind of wanted to get out too. Clearly there was some kind of communication that wasn't going as smoothly as they wanted. This is the result. Yeah. So we'll see. It will be an interesting saga. The Brooklyn's going to be really interesting next year. Really interesting. They will be... It's going to be a lot of tabloid kind of stuff. Yeah. Because if they don't win, it's going to be like the Yankees. Like, if they don't win every game, they're going to be like, well, what's going on? Is Kyrie's shoulder okay? Mm-hmm. Is he, is his, or is his knees bothered? Yeah, there's so is much going on with Brooklyn. We got so much injury concern yeah. between both of their superstars. You got the coaching stuff. You got young players who they're. I mean, you've seen what Levert's been doing recently. Levert's been going it, off. He scored 51 against I Boston. Like, I always liked Levert, but I was like, he gets way too hurt. Yeah, is the is he gonna be shopped in the off season? Who I knows? I think so. Because yeah. realistically, they're gonna unless they'll get like a pie in the sky. Yeah, they have they have some holes though. They, they have, do have holes. They have superstars, but they have some holes. They, I I still think they're they're missing wing players, especially athletic wing players. They've got their starting center for the next three years though. Locked in DeAndre <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> Yeah, that's... Uh, There's no other option at this point. There's not even anyone else on the roster. In terms of center? Yeah. Well, we got Jared Allen. No, he doesn't count anymore. 
In terms of what? What do you mean does he count? They're not allowed to count. No coach can actually play Jared Allen anymore. That's what Kyrie has demanded. Oh, okay. That's what it seems. Yeah, yeah. Inside well, sources have said. Knicks will play him. Jared Allen doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough Nets talk for today. Let's go on to a team that's actually relevant for this season. And that is the Los Angeles Lakers coming off of two huge wins. Bucks and Clippers. Clippers uh-huh. just happened less than an hour ago. When I watched um, these games, it didn't change my opinion on any of these teams. Which was? My opinion is that the Clippers will play the Bucks in the finals and beat oh, them. Okay, okay. It's your, your playoff opinion. All right, yeah. fair enough. It's not, it's not, I'm not watching these games saying, oh, you know, my, my picks are shifting. Oh, shit. But, the <laughs> but, yeah. but there are some kind of strategic aspects. Oh, Avery Bradley dropped <laughs> 24 on that, this. J- That's it. Avery Bradley, yeah. Like, people are, like, Everybody's not gonna do that every game. He was he was I fucking unconscious. It was, I think you're you're being ridiculous. You're being a little naive. Now. Yeah, that's just who <laughs> Avery he, Bradley's been waiting to unlock. That's it just and not, the Avery Bradley's been really. He might have been. He he may have. He, he might be their third most consistent player for the season, on both ends. But yeah, at the same time, he's not really. shooting like that every game. That way, he was making wait, every look he got until the next one. <laughs> well. Um, Regardless, I I saw a lot of interesting elements develop in terms of their gameplay, especially in the game today against the Clippers, yeah. where offensively they were kind of doing what the what the LeBron Cavs used to do against the Warriors, which is just seek out that one that one guard on the defender, floor yeah. and they just pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and screen, slip, whatever those fake picks they do with guards that aren't yeah. really screens, but they just kind of little Rajon Rondo picks, kind of like yeah. And yeah, they and just get mismatches. And it was just nonstop LeBron on Lou Will in the fourth quarter. A lot of that. It was ridiculous. A lot of that. A lot of hope. And I, the Clippers also, I think they weren't fully prepared for it. They're going to have to definitely go to the drawing board. Yeah. And, Marcus Morris isn't going to be 0 for, what was it, 0 uh, for 8 or 9? He was brutal. He was so he was so bad today. Yeah, he's not going to do that every he game. Was, yeah. Maybe the Knicks paid him to just Did, start being bad. And, and then in terms of Milwaukee, the, Chris Middleton was bad. Chris Wells has been really good this year. I think he's actually having one of the more underrated years. Yeah, he's very low key this year. Is he, he's almost fifty, forty, ninety guy this year. I think he is. He, is, is he, did he drive? He was last he was, time I checked. The fifties was hovering. Oh, but okay. That I'm might not be. sure. He uh, was there for a while. He's good. Yeah, he's around there, but he was bad. And when did Giannis go out with his injury? Against well, the injury happened against the Lakers. I don't know when. Like when in the game? I mean, it was at the end. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Because like. If they're playing realistically, when Giannis is not on the floor and Chris Middleton, if he's if he's in a crapshoot, you're just there's nothing you can do, because their team is not that strong, just by itself. No one else is gonna. Eric Bledsoe's not creating for you. Brook Lopez isn't gonna like. Yeah, and George Hill being out was a huge blow because yeah, Bledsoe is inconsistent to say the least. So while George Hill isn't gonna give you the kind of highs that Bledsoe's gonna give you, he. Provide stability. He's a sturdy, yeah. yeah, he's stability defensively, stability in his spot up shooting. So without that, that was definitely a big loss for them against the Lakers. Do you think the Bucks are going to regret not making a move for Chris Paul? I know that's who you were high on. I that would be a perfect fit. I don't. I don't. I don't know if they have the pieces to make it, make it happen. No, I mean, do you think they were? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't it? know if they even did have the pieces to make it happen. But fair enough. Well, I would have loved Chris Paul in the Bucks, but I thought it would have been good. Did, did these games? Are you? Because you were a little. You were kind of a Laker hater. Beginning of the year. A little bit of a Laker I don't hater. I think I was a Laker hater. I just thought the Clippers were 
like definitely going to be better. So mm-hmm. like, on pa- I bought more into the paper. I read the mm-hmm. paper and I said this makes a lot more sense to me. I like the logic behind it. So yeah, the Clippers just made more sense and it was obviously like a, they just have so many more switchable wings that are athletic and able to guard 3 and D and you're able to you saw the Clippers last year they had all these great pieces that were able to play and I just thought okay, adding in two all-stars and then adding in Marcus Morris on top, you're just going to be that much more potent. And I just thought the Lakers didn't have that because I didn't know LeBron was going to pick up as defensively. Did you? Yeah, LeBron, that, that is definitely a big factor that Major people aren't really talking about as much. LeBron was bad last year defensively. He wasn't bad. He just didn't care. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's he was fair. He was kind of indifferent. <laughs> Give the man and, credit. And it was the whole thing. He, was, he wasn't boxing out. He didn't seem fully engaged. It was, it, it was a... An aloof LeBron year where he was just kind of not really – he didn't have the patience for their for their team last year. That was a very but, interesting year for LeBron when you think about it. Yeah. Knowing what he's doing right now and being like – kind of just dicked around last year. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Last year was – it's, it's going to – honestly, if if they if they do win the title, it's going to be kind of forgotten, which is good for his legacy. It's but true, yeah. it was a bad year. I mean, he did put up a good statistical year, but he missed ample time and he just – and and I know people will blame the injuries about how they missed the playoffs, but they had a lot of games at the end of the year where they were playing bad teams. Yeah. And he was playing, they were losing. I remember losses to the Hawks, to the Suns. I believe they lost to the Pelicans. It was bad. It was bad. But we're on to a new year, and the Lakers are looking good. And yeah. so, something that was upsetting to me today, I'm gonna, who didn't play enough for the Clippers? Somebody didn't play. Enough for the Clippers for me. Your love it made boy? me sad. Shamit. Yeah. <laughs> what was up with that? I don't know. I honestly, did. You, did, well, you re- did you notice? I mean, as soon as you said it, I knew who you were talking about. And now that you say it, I'm like running it in my mind. I'm like, when did I see Shamit actually enter the court and shoot his like eight threes that he typically does? And it, I haven't like he didn't play. He didn't play at all. No, he did. He played he like yeah, he probably play. played five minutes. It's ridiculous. He took I think one shot. He had a wide open three. In the second half, it was off of off his rebound, I believe, and it, he just looked out of rhythm. Especially those guys are such rhythm guys. Yeah, like, I, I, is a yeah, I, I don't see him being a guy where you're gonna plug him in for like eight minutes and be like, go take three threes. I, I don't see that. I. For but, Trier. but they didn't. They didn't find. They didn't find time for him. Yeah, and I mean, who do you think's box him out in the? Uh, I mean, Mark, Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris played so much. He played I, a lot. I get that they wanted at the end to just ride with him because they're like. He's not shooting well, but this is our like end end of the game lineup. We need to just get used yeah. to it and get comfortable in that like setting. But I mean, probably third quarter, second or first half, end of first half, second quarter, third quarter. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Shambik should have found more time. Yeah, they they rolled with Morris a lot. I don't. And and I I know Lou Williams is your guy. Lou is the boy. But he he wasn't playing very well today. He's very alright. Yeah, I, I you you can't you can't give me. And I know Shaman's a def- different player. He's not going to be your ball handler, yeah. but you can't let Kawhi handle some of the pick and roll duties for a little bit. And That's true. or Paul George. I don't think Paul George got enough touch in the second half. Paul George did not get a lot of touch in the second half. Yeah. He was cooking in the first. He had his go-to, literally just little shoulder fake. And yeah, then right that, into the that like that slow two steps from the three point line. Very slow through the legs with the shoulder <laughs> fake, and he just immediately drives. And for some reason, it gets everyone every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't see why you can't like Lou Williams had the ball a lot, yeah. and you can't give Shamit six of those minutes and let one of your superstars I don't I don't know. I mean they they weren't making shots. They they, they were had making a, shots third quarter they really just kinda 
yeah. let loose. The Lakers really caught up. They caught back up, and they took the lead, and then some. So I think probably Shamit would have been best there because he's a capable defender, but realistically, you're going to want to get shots up, and you're going to want good shots to go up. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, putting Bat Beverly out there is not going to do that. Lou Will is typically good for those, but it just wasn't his night, and I guess it was none of the guards for the Clippers' night. Yeah, I, I just I don't want him to get phased out. That would, I think that would be bad because I think he's a, a real X factor. He's a legit. He's a, le- he's a legit shooter. He's got pretty good size. Six five. Yeah, I don't know. That made me upset. <laughs> made you mad. <laughs> So yeah. did you want the Clippers to win or the Lakers to win? I don't like the Lakers, really. You don't like the Lakers? Not so really. You, okay, you're calling me a Laker hater, but you are out here hating the I've Lakers. said from day one I like the... I think the Lakers... I think the Clippers and Lakers are by far the best two teams in the West. I, and I agreed with that. I just also threw in the Jazz being very young and uh, holistic looking, as naive as I was. Yeah, that's fine. I now come back down to reality and Quinn Snyder's a hero, but... Mike Conley is a poison to our, our lifestyle. But the, the these are these two teams both have flaws. Lakers had, Wano's minutes were so bad. For the Lakers Rondo. Oh, oh, Jeez, I thought that you said I'm like, who? no. <laughs> what, 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 do you want to know whose Lakers? Oh, yeah. Whose minutes were so bad? Rondo was an he, eyesore. Rondo did not need to. Honestly, he could have taken the Shamit role for the. Lakers Would you today. not rather just try Quinn Cook at a point? Quinn Cook seems to be really comfortable in his <laughs> tight man role. He is. Him a and LeBron have a handshake down pat, and I don't think if I think if he goes in the game, he's gonna mess that up. That's he's fair. Fuck that's that rhythm up, and you can't you you can't have the vibe that love. That's fair. I don't know. Rondo just he can't Rondo, he, he can't make a shot. He tries to do a lot. He does. Well, this was he forces after, the issue a lot. How long in the first half of the season was he averaging? Was he shooting like forty something from three? Yeah, he was doing that. For he's a still while. he's still shooting like he's averaging forty something from three, and he is well back to reality. Yeah, and I saw a bunch of times where LeBron was literally like asking for the ball from him, like like gimme gimme, and Rondo was like, Nah, let me let me fucking see if I can <laughs> shimmy off of a Lou Will right now. Yeah, he tries to make a lot of plays. Yeah, it's he needs to understand his role better, and that could be honestly, I think Rondo could be a antithesis of the x-factor if you will in the playoffs because if he's just being counterintuitive and just kind of messing mm-hmm. up the rhythm that could be a big problem yeah it'll be interesting these these games are all kind of sparring matches for what we anticipate being the real it's thing true, the western yeah. conference finals that's gonna be a doozy but oh, it's just, i think it's it's just interesting these both these teams are kind of tr- trying their hands a bunch of different things seeing what works seeing what doesn't there's a new wrinkle with this lou williams hunting that seems to be going on, where they're just seeking out Lou Williams and putting him what into What are they going to do now? Well, Avery Riley's not going to shoot 98% from three again. So that I will, think that will help a bit. I think his power. Yeah? Yeah. You think he might do it again? I think he's sold his soul, and he's now on caliber, on par with the Avery Bradley we once saw Celtics. Oh, wow. So he's he's back to being elite. Okay. Maybe. but 100%. Lock, lock it in. Lock, lock it in. <laughs> Please, whoever's listening, lock that in for me. All right. Somebody who g- gets no blame for once, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, yeah. Actually, Mark Jackson, okay. Mark Jackson was a horrible commentary, as usual. <laughs> but he was nonstop talking about Kyle Kuzma. He's like, he's only scored two points, but his defense. Yeah, he played good defense. Rebounds. If he's playing defense like this one night, he can play it every night. He still can't make a point. He's still so inconsistent shooting. He yeah, he has a tough time. 
He's going to be... He could be a liability when they need to spread the floor because he is... Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't see him take a three the whole game, did he? I don't think he made a three today. Yeah, I so, think he took one, honestly. Yeah, he hasn't... Half, he's, not been shoot, he's not been chucking a lot, which is good, but you want him to at least be able to he doesn't keep a defense on He doesn't seem very involved in the offense. Yeah, he is not. He kind of really just hangs out. Yeah. He doesn't seem involved, but... That's what it is. I think he's definitely going to be on the market in the offseason, honestly. Yeah. Because oh, it just... Whom? I don't know, but somebody will want him. It just doesn't. No, it's it, true, but where, who are they gonna get? Something I don't know. Train with the Kings. They'll give you something. Speaking of, <laughs> did you you get my text? It was um a fever pitch hot dream of, what if the Knicks traded? Okay, obviously Darren Fox is not happy where he is. He's not gonna be happy for long. Okay. Would you, as Leon Rose, trade your pick? Say you got top three, trade your pick for. You got the third pick for De'Aaron Fox. Do you think the Kings would do that? Would you do that? Mm, that's a good question. I think it makes sense because the Kings are at some point going to have to fire sale. I'm not going to lie. I, I have not done my draft education yet, so I have to see Realistically, exactly what we're looking at. There's probably like a 50% chance you can get LaMelo if that's even who you want. I'm hearing Cole Anthony buzz. That's They're usually going to get Cole Anthony... Everyone's projecting the Knicks to get Cole Anthony because they're going to be like, they have the fourth pick right now, but the lottery sways them to like the fourth to seventh pick. There's like a 60-something percent chance of the fourth to seventh pick. Uh-huh. And then like, it might be even larger of that for the four to seven pick. Hmm. So that's why they're like, oh, they'll just take Cole Anthony because like, Lamelo's going to be gone. Who else? What's the other top point guard? Uh, the French guy. Uh, well, there's... I know that I know Anthony Edwards is Yeah, he he'll be like number one, apparently, just not I don't know about these players. You don't know, <laughs> you don't know, you I know who he is. I know he's this I've done so much homework. I, is he good? Is James No, he's not that this is a very How about James game. Wiseman? He's like dropping. I think he's gonna be alright. Okay. But yeah, I've done a lot of homework out of just pure boredom at school. So I know a lot of what the Knicks who the Knicks could take, basically. Interesting. And it's looking How the guy from Dayton? You don't like, top you, you don't you don't you won't take anybody from the A ten. I'm not buying into my own A ten OB top. <laughs> Who's the best A ten player of all time? Jameer. Is it Jameer? I mean, who else? I can't even think. Is Dayton? Anybody good from Dayton? Uh, St. Joe's now. No, no Rhode Island. No Rhode Island. Uh, I don't even know. George Washington. George Washington. George Mason. Uh, St. Louis. Yeah, there's it's probably Jameer. Jameer Nelson. And yeah, the second best is DeAndre De, DeAndre Bembry. Uh, maybe Langston Galloway. Wait, is Old Dominion A ten? I don't think so. Why? Who's from Old Dominion? Oh wait, yo, uh, Rhode Island is Lamar Odom. Oh, it does. Okay, then yeah, that's probably so Lamar Odom. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I can I can concede. So Obi Toppin is the next Lamar Odom, confirmed. I'll take him. I would not take Obi Toppin. I, don't, I think he's like Anthony Bennett tweener. He has like no solid game. He's just athletic, but he's like six seven. Oh, that's a bold claim, Anthony Bennett. You can't Lock you can't put the Anthony Bennett label on people. I can do it. Willie Nilly. <laughs> Willie Nilly. That's that's a bold. Well, draft draft talk's gonna have to say. We're I'm, I'm sure there will be. Yeah, you better abund- charge up on your draft knowledge. Abundant draft talk. Oh yeah. In the coming future, <laughs> but, we'll have to talk about it at some point. Yeah. But I think we covered it all for this pod. We've done it all. We've done it all. So, as always, thank you for listening. My name is Nate with my pod pal, Phil. Very gracious, thank you. If you like our content, follow us on 
Twitter at HoopScoopPod. Listen to our podcasts on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Anchor app. Or send some shots out to Obi Toppin because he's obviously enemy number one. And Lamar Odom. Yeah, Lamar Odom's fine. He just has problems with cocaine and stuff. Oh, come on. He does. I know. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it's it's not an actual thing. We'll tune next week for another scoop of the hoop.